0: My internship with CCBR has been the most rewarding summer of my life. It is easy to feel skeptical and pessimistic about change ever occurring in Canada, yet this internship proved to me that when like-minded individuals come together to fight injustice, change is possible. The internship equipped me with the tools needed to have effective dialogue on the topic of abortion and my fellow interns were some of the best and most selfless people I have ever met. Throughout history, whenever great injustices existed, youth movements have risen up to combat and end those injustices.
1: You have organizations out there like the Centre for Bioethical Reform. The Centre for Bioethical Reform. Canadian Centre for Bioethical Reform. Organizations like the Centre for Bioethical Reform to receive public funds when they then use to attack a woman's right to choose. Abortion kills all kinds of people so then all kinds of people can join the pro-life movement to save these babies. I was talking to a young man on the streets of Toronto. I spoke with a woman named Lucy about abortion. Today we are doing Choice Chain in downtown Regina. By the end of the conversation she was completely pro-life.
0: He then walked away 100% pro-life.
1: Completely pro-life.
0: We should remember that each of those babies that die every day in Canada not only have the
1: right to life that's being violated, they also have the right to artifacts.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pro-Life Guys podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Peter, and I am joined once again by my wonderful
1: co-host, Cameron. How are you, sir? I am hanging in there, Peter. I'm doing a little bit of soul searching. Yesterday, while I was out with a few of my my colleagues here, we were doing a vehicle choice and a guy pulled up and, and stopped. And one of his main messages was just get a real job get a real job. This is something that I've heard thrown at me as an accusation by abortion advocates who don't want me to be out on the street corners, um, talk to people and changing minds. It's honestly something that I've heard facetiously thrown at me by friends and family of like, oh, if you had a real job, then you know what that would be like. And people asking me whether or not I have to do taxes or whatnot. And it's something that I've heard genuinely from those who are closest to me, friends and family members who are thinking, um, who had initially thought this pro-life gig was going to be a a very short term kind of predicament, and then I was going to get back to the quote unquote real world doing quote unquote real jobs and and it's got me thinking about working full-time in the pro-life movement what that's like and and ultimately how people can get started in that right because the idea of working full-time in the movement isn't really something that's on a lot of people's radars. It certainly was when I was in high school or even when I was in in university and so I think now is a good time to talk about what it's like working in the uh, full time in the movement and how people could do that within their own lives. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. I'm thinking about
0: some of the conversations we've had with some of the guests we've had previously. And so many of our guests would also say the same thing, that they, they didn't even set out to work full time in the pro-life movement. And yet here they are doing some pretty phenomenal work. Uh, but yeah, that's what we want to talk about, Cam. We want to talk about... Uh, One of the ways that you can get a taste of the pro-life movement, uh, get a taste of the work that we do at CCBR, a a taste of fighting abortion on the front lines, but it's also an opportunity to kind of get your feet wet and see if this is something that you could do full time. We are talking today about the CCBR internships. Isn't that right, sir?
1: That certainly is. This is how both you and I got first involved in in working full-time for CCBR. We had both been involved in in various capacities before that, um, but I did the internship in 2012, um, almost 10 years ago now, which is pretty crazy, and you did in 2015, right? That's right. Yeah, 2015, we had the No to Trudeau
0: campaign. Um, we, we sought to deliver 1 million pieces of literature to 1 million front doors across the country. That was a great summer. Um, I, I was in the GTA. I, I don't know where you did
1: your internship. I was in Calgary. I, I did nice. the the new abortion ca- caravan in 2012, kind of a, um, a follow-up of the abortion caravan, which was done in the 70s, uh, led by abortion advocates. And we traced their exact same route all the way across Canada, I'm begging the question, is abortion actually a choice that should be chosen? Is this an appropriate solution to challenging pregnancies? It was an incredible blast of... Seven weeks of traveling. I, I honestly didn't even know that we were going to be traveling until I arrived in Calgary, and so it was a bit of a whirlwind for me. Um, but internships were were key parts in both of our journeys to working full time in the movement, and that's why we think it's important for us to talk with you, our listeners, about not only the importance of working full time in the movement, but how you can take concrete steps that aren't just uh, an indefinite form of discernment or something like that. Concrete steps towards discerning whether or not you can and ought to work full-time in Canada's pro-life movement. That's right. And just to be
0: straight up here, what we're trying to do is sell our internships. Uh, we're, we are seeking to get interns for our internships, not just so that you know our, our quota as it were of interns could be filled, but for some of the reasons that we're going to be stating throughout the podcast, the, the main one being we want to continually equip people to be effective and winsome defenders of pre-born children. And so who is this episode for? Uh, if you're listening to this, wondering who this episode is for, um, you know, Cam, who should who should be listening to this? Who, who is this? Who is this content for?
1: Um, this is for every Tom, Dick and Harry out there. This is for, um, I don't know where that expression came from, but I'm sure those names aren't actually the most common that are thrown out there. Um, this is honestly for everyone. This is for young people who are looking for a summer job. I mean, sure, you, you can work for a summer at um, the same tire shop or fast food restaurant that you've worked at for the last couple of years. Or you could do something amazing and come work at CCBR for summer, these are for parents with kids. Um, one of my my favorite colleagues not not that I have favorites, but I totally do have favorites. And and Kyle Coffee is one of them. He is one of my favorite colleagues. He spent two months working with me here in Calgary in the summer of 2017. Um, with with his wife and children staying home in Winnipeg because he was so passionate about becoming um, a, a leader in Canada's pro-life movement that he was willing to come here, make incredible sacrifices. This is for people like that, but not only that, there's other people as well, Peter, that I'm sure that come to your mind who can and should be doing this kind of work as well, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. I, I know there are people listening to this and, and people in our own lives and communities uh, and friend groups who from time to time wonder whether doing pro-life work is a vocation they ought to pursue. Uh, fighting abortion, whether that's something they should do full-time um, or, or even part-time in the movement. So this is for you as well. The internship is an opportunity for you to discern whether working in the pro-life movement is is what's right for you and, and really what's right for the babies, which it most certainly is. We also, um, the, the internship is also for people who want to know how to reach out to the culture and see shifts in the culture, see, see shifts in people's thinking on the topic of abortion. And I remember uh, a crash course that I was involved in leading a few years ago, and, and a, there was a pastor in attendance, and we went on the streets. I was uh, on the same team as the pastor leading that group. And at the end of the session, it was a Troy Shane session where we engaged people in conversation, he made a number of very interesting uh, comments. The first was that as a pastor, he said, When I think about the culture of the church or when I think about what we as Christians in the church think about the culture, he's like, the the culture is so different than what we think it is. It is so far um, gone, in a sense, from where we think it actually is. And yet when I come here and stand on the streets, I'm amazed that we can we can engage people on the topic of abortion with these images that people absolutely hate and we can have really good conversations and for him, it was a way to to take what he knew, knows to be true, that Christians ought to be involved in the culture. Christians ought to be seeking to standing up for the vulnerable and defenseless. And he used the opportunity on the streets that, to do just that, to live out his Christian mission, um, you know, defending preborn children. Cam, anyone else, sir, who this is for?
1: Last one that I want to say, if you are somebody who is tired of sitting on the sidelines, if you are somebody who has been looking at the the erosion and degradation of our society and are tired of the frustrating and sometimes... Um, almost unbelievable headlines that you are seeing um, appear on, on newspapers and on Instagram and whatever else. If You're somebody who wants to be part of that demographic of people who could do something and did do something. My, my colleague, Kwayana, who we've had on for Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, she has this great um, reflection of how when she looks at, at reform movements around history, they're, off, they're always made up of people who could do something and did do something amongst those who could have done something and didn't do something. Abortion is the greatest human rights violation of our age. And you can do something that will make concrete differences within the hearts, within the lives of people around you. Um, If you're somebody who wants to stop seeing these incredibly depressing headlines that Jonathan keeps pumping out on thebridgehead.ca, if you want to start seeing some good news happen, then be a part of that good news. Be a part of that change. People who are tired of bad stuff happening, come and do this internship. That's right.
0: Now, before we get into you know, what the internship is like, what you're going to be learning and doing and all of that, I just want to highlight a few points of what the internship is not. Uh, and so if you are looking for an experience that's going to give you, you know, a spiritual high and, and some really good Instagram photos, um, you might get some good photos, but there are plenty of other mission trips that you can do that would do just that for you. Uh, this is a pro-life boot camp. This is a way to equip you in the long term, not just give you t- not just give you an experience in the short term, not just, you know, it's a, a, a two months and, and that's it or a four months and, and you don't have to think about it anymore, But this is an investment into your future to be a pro-life advocate, to not only fight abortion yourself, it's important for us to continue with the fight ourselves, but it's to equip you to be a leader yourself uh, so that you too can equip and mentor others to fight abortion. And another thing, you know, talking about summer jobs, Cam, it's not a way to get wealthy. Uh, I got to say that. I'm sure if you would have continued in your study of biology and, and got a job within that field... Uh, It might have been a little more lucrative. And and so we want to be straight up that you can get a job where you will be making more money. But the question we have, and and we'll talk about this later on as well, is, is how many of you, how many of us listening to this, thinking about the injustice that we're seeing, how many of us are willing to look into the face of the evil of our time and say, not on my watch? How many of us are willing to sacrifice a better paying job? Uh, you know, a nicer house and and whatever else it might be so that we can stand in the gap for the defenseless, those who have no voice
1: for themselves. Yeah. And and so let's dive into it then, Peter. Why should you do the internship? We're going to go through a bunch of different points as to why we think you should do the internship. Um, I know that some of you are listening from abroad and guess what? You can also do it abroad, maybe not during COVID, but um this is something that we run these internships every single year and so if not this year then maybe next year if you're an international person but don't use that excuse if you're a domestic person you have no excuse um (laughs) no i'm kidding okay so uh one one of the reasons that i think undermines a lot of what drove people like me peter possibly people like you as well into this is this discernment of full-time work because it's a fact there are more people in canada there are more people working around the world full-time to kill babies through abortion than there are working full-time to save those same babies from abortion there are there's a desperate need for more people to make these sacrifices and in doing so change the minds and reach the heart of individuals reach the heart of our culture so that one day we can push abortion into the history textbooks so that one day our children, our children's children, whomever they may be, um, um, won't have to fight this fight in the same way that we are doing this, not only for the future generation of children whose lives will be saved, but also for our children's generation so that they can focus on something different. So they may not have to fight for the lives of weak and vulnerable human beings. So that they could pursue careers in accounting or, or biology or, um, tracking wolverines in the Canadian Rockies or whatever whatever career passions they might have. Um, we do this for babies now, but also for our babies in the future so that we can stamp out, we can make abortion unthinkable as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Yeah, that that's that's
0: absolutely right. Cam, you've mentioned that that job about tracking uh, wolves in the Rockies several times in the podcast now. I think this is something that's really close to your heart, probably
1: the a, a second, you know, the it, thing
0: you would do after abortion is ended.
1: It wasn't actually me. It was a friend of mine who was working in a. Um, this is a, a whole different tangent, but but working in an animal lab um, in, in Victoria, they the realized that there's very few jobs that are actually tracking wolverines through the Canadian Rockies, and so that that might not actually be a quote unquote real job. But I I digress. Um, another thing, another reason why you should do, why why we do. The internship, why we host the internship is because at CSPR, we have this end the killing plan um, that is all about reaching Canadians so as to change their minds, so as to save lives of theirs um, and other people's children. And in doing so, transform our culture into one in which abortion is unthinkable. We do that by doing our our street corner displays by doing our doorstep um, door knocking and we want you to come and be a part of that so that not only you help us through the summer not only the here and the now of meeting people through the activism that you're going to be doing but also equipping you so that a you could come on staff like peter and i like so many others who have used this to discern a role in the pro-life movement to come on staff either with ccbr or with other pro-life organizations or b go back to your home community and become a local pro-life leader whether that's in your local um, group whether um, it's a small town or a big city wherever you're coming from there is a need to have abortion conversations in your hometown um, or if that's a regional group or if that's a provincial or a national or an international group intern alumni who have done ccbr's program have gone on to work in all different um, levels of involvement, whether it's a, a volunteer gig with their campus or community group, whether that's um, full-time with their community group or um, regional leaders. There's people like Cameron Wilson, who's running um, the show um, in many ways in the political sphere for the Wilberforce Project here in Alberta, people like Ruth Shaw, people like Ashling, um, who we had on Humans of the Pro-Life Movement as well, working full-time um, in the pro-life movement. And so, you can do this. You will learn how to be a pro-life leader and you can become the next generation of pro-life leaders taking the torch from those who have held it for so long already and going from there. And so that's why we do the internships, Peter. What could somebody expect, though? If, if you apply to do the internship, what can you expect uh, when you arrive either in Toronto or in Calgary?
0: There is a lot to expect, and I'm going to start with what you will learn. Throughout the internship, when you take it uh, um, and, and spend the the four months with us, a significant part of the internship is your own personal development, training uh, and teaching on how you can be a better leader. So what will this involve? It'll include foundational apologetics. We've talked about some of the apologetics here on the podcast in the past. We hope to do so in the future. Last week's episode was actually devoted to how we would respond to conversations um, and justifications for abortion that we hear, but you will learn clear and concise talking points that can be used to draw people into the pro-life worldview. That you get that can be used to show people the injustice of abortion and the inconsistency of holding a human rights for all position and supporting abortion at the same time. Um, and this is, I mean, we have hour-long episodes here on the podcast, but but these training sessions will happen throughout i mean i know for us uh, day one it's a three-hour session for our apologetics 101 and those conversations continue there are practice sessions and throughout the internship people come up with questions and we have uh, time designated just to ask these questions and answer them as a team uh, and to learn how to be a better advocate you also learn strategy so we'll, we'll talk about the strategies that we can utilize to fight abortion And we will learn how we are following in the footsteps of countless social reform movements in both their theory and their success in transforming society. Uh, If you uh, don't know about the the use of abortion victim photography that we use, we talk about it more in depth in episode three. Uh, But during the internship, you also learn why it is that we use abortion victim photography and why we believe that using these images are the most effective strategy that we can use in changing people's minds i've said this again uh, before and i'll say it again when i'm on the streets having conversations it's the images that change people's minds far more than the conversations that i could have uh it's the images that stay with them far longer than the conversation um you know far after it ends we also learn um more in-depth apologetics that gets into the the philosophy and the ethics of different situations um and this pertains you know not just to pro-life work but also life in general um, a lot of this training is like that. It, it, it ain't, you know, it's relevant for the work that you're doing on the streets, but it's also very, very relevant for helping helping you to develop your thoughts and articulate them well on other subjects and topics as well. There's a, a culture war course that
1: happens. Kim, you want to say something? Oh, I was just gonna uh, dive into the culture war because this is one of my favorite parts of the internship, and I know that it time and time again it is um, so as well for um, the interns. Just that. So often we look at the world and we ask, like, how do we get into this messed up um, basket that, that is um, screaming as fast as it possibly can towards hell? Um, how do we get here? And is there any hope for our culture? And And Jonathan Van Meren, our colleague who's been on the show before, um, a great friend of ours, he does this incredible, incredible series of of helping people understand how we got here, the steps that we've taken. Um, Largely focused over the 20th century, um, towards the point where we are here with abortion on demand in Canada, with um, countless other evils that are prevalent in our society and around the world, this is a, a highlight for a lot of people because it gives so much context to what is going on in our world and not only that it's not just a super depressing like how we got into this um, pile of crap in the first place but also some tools for how we can get out of here obviously the work that we're doing at ccbr and through the pro-life guys and changing minds on abortion is a key part of that but so many other tools for how we can um start Pushing back, how we can stand in defiance against um, this crazy, messed up world that we're living in, and how we can live out our gospel calling um, to defend those, the, the widow and the orphan, defend those who are being dragged away from uh, to slaughter and how we can build a better world here on earth. I, I think that that's a really, really key part of the internship that so many people appreciate because like I said, it gives that context far beyond. Another thing that I'll mention, Peter, before I throw it back to you is, is the speaking training and, and the blogging training that we do. For so many people, public speaking is the most terrifying thing possible. I know there's statistics out there for how many people fear um, public speaking more than anything else in their life, including death. Um, there's a lot of people who fear public speaking. We will give you a long, long program on how to not only compose, but also deliver. Um, knock out speeches um, as it pertains to the pro-life issue, um, how to lead workshops and how to draw people into the pro-life worldview and how to um, equip others in that. And so public speaking is another big part of this program because we want to not only give you a fish, but teach you to fish. We want you to be able to go back to your home community, like we mentioned earlier, and give these skills to the people and friends and and everyone around you, I suppose. But Peter, you got a few more as well.
0: Yeah, that's right. We will be learning about the history of the pro-life movement, where we come from as a pro-life movement, where we're going. We we take lessons from that to see what it is that we can learn. Um, you know, there are things that we can learn from our own history not to do um, that we should never uh, repeat. And there are things that we should learn that were effective and we should repeat. So it's important for us to understand our own history. And, and all around, like I've mentioned earlier, we'll reference this again. This program helps to equip you and build you up as a leader so that you will not only um, walk away from this, you know, just being experienced and, and having some some training under your belt. You'll be able to work full time in the pro-life movement. You'll be able to take over the campus club uh, at your university or college. You'll be able to 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 run and lead the, the local perhaps right to life group or uh, against abortion group that's in your community. You will have the tools necessary to to do what you need to, to defend and protect preborn children where you are going, and uh, and and for us, that's a, a vital part of of what it means to, to build the pro life movement to 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 get people on board to grow the movement, and and see more and more lives saved. So, Cam, that, those are some of the things that we'll be learning throughout the internship. What will, what will the week look like? What, what are we going to be doing throughout the internship other than spending a lot of time learning about a lot of really important things? It's a great
1: question. And and as you mentioned, this training happens week after week. I know that we have a, a very heavy focus on it for the first two or three weeks of the internship. And then after that, it generally becomes one day a week or a couple of afternoons a week. We, we focus on another topic. But through the rest of the summer, you're going to get a tremendous amount of experience leading and participating in CSPR's various um, activism projects, whether it's postcarding, delivering pro-life literature door to door through neighborhoods across um, the, the city and And across the country, ultimately, whether it's our choice chain displays, which we set up on street corners, which show the reality of what abortion does to preborn children, juxtapose it with beautiful, naturally developing children and ultrasound images and have conversations with people, handing out pamphlets, um, giving them information they can take home, but also having those conversations, whether five minute conversations or hour long conversations, using the skills that you've learned um, through the training workshops that you have received whether it's our door knocking project, literally going door to door, having conversations with people. A couple of days ago I was out and in the span of 45 minutes, we only had the chance to knock on five doors because four people answered, two of them changed their mind completely and one of them changed their mind um, largely towards the pro-life position. Or a banner project for vehicle choice change where you engage um, working folk as as they drive home from from their busy downtown office spaces they head back to their home communities i'm engaging them in meaningful thought-provoking um activism that is going to get them thinking about um, abortion and the human rights violation that it is on their way home you are going to do this not only locally not only if if you end up in toronto with peter and the team out there or you end up here in calgary with alex and myself um not only are you going to be doing this locally, but we also do several um, kind of excursions to the local areas in in Alberta here. We'll head up to Edmonton, we'll head over to Saskatchewan as well, spend some time in Saskatoon and or Regina. Um, places like that where we can bring the pro-life message, where we can engage people who may not have been engaged um, regularly beforehand. Peter, I know that you guys do an Ottawa trip uh, most summers. Hopefully we're able to do all of these trips amidst the, the COVID restrictions and whatnot. But you are going to do activism locally. You're going to do activism um, throughout Western Canada. Um, If you're here in Calgary, throughout Ontario, if you're in the GTA, that's what a a standard week is going to look like. You are going to have dozens, if not hundreds of conversations week over week over week. By the end of the summer, you're going to have so much experience talking to people about abortion that um, you'll be prepared in many ways for all the different arguments that are going to come your way. You will have reached, um, I, I think... The average intern here in Calgary reaches over 100,000 people um, with views of abortion victim photography every summer, which is pretty darn impressive. Um, And if you want to have that kind of reach, which translates into tens of thousands of people feeling more negatively about abortion and and hundreds, if not thousands of people who have completely shifted in their opinion, that's what a a standard week is going to look like. But more than that, what, what are some of the more kind of underlying experiences and, and kind of standout moments, Peter, that you think of when when you think of the experience of the internship? Yeah, when I when I think of that, Cam, I, I wish I could promise that
0: you know, X amount of babies would be saved and X amount of minds would be changed. Uh, And and just, you know, so much cultural change would happen throughout the internship. Those are things we just can't promise. It's so hard to know going into an internship, what's going to happen, what we're going to experience. And every internship is different. But I think it's important to note that, you know, for most internships, there are things that people experience that just blow them away. I I still remember, Cam, uh, during my 2015 internship, uh, there was a baby that was saved in Hamilton. Uh, Mother was was planning on getting an abortion, had one scheduled uh, two days hence, uh, decided not to get an abortion. We were able to walk uh, with her. I went to uh, an ultrasound um, with her and a, another team member and her boyfriend and heard the the heartbeat. We took videos of that. And as a team, I still remember this. As a team, it was a it was a, a hard and a hot activism day in Toronto because it gets extremely hot in Toronto. And uh, we, we all sat on the couch afterwards and we we listened and watched this you know, this this video of this ultrasound and this heart beating. Um, and it was it was such a great reward for the work that we were doing on the streets. And I, I still remember uh, our our fellow intern, Kiana, saying, there are no words to describe the joy that comes from listening to a baby's heartbeat who was spared from the hands of an abortionist. That baby was scheduled to die. That baby was scheduled to be torn apart. And yet here we were as a team listening to that baby's heartbeat, knowing that you know, she was going to live and, and and she is still alive today. She's uh two, three, four years old. I, I don't, uh, it was 2016 when she was born. So do the math. <laughs> but that's one of the experiences. Cam, I, kn- I know you have some as well. Another one before I, I bounce this back to you um, that, that I thought was really cool was the amount of people that you get to meet during the internship. Um, you know, I, I met Mike Schutten during my internship, who's uh, a significant part of We Need a Law and the campaign to to create and pass pro-life legislation in Canada's House of, uh, House of Commons. Uh, I'm just thinking of some of the others we met from different organizations, Alyssa Globe and, and Scott Hayward from Right Now, and some of the others. You you get an opportunity to meet pro-life heroes, people who are working in the movement. Uh, you have an opportunity to ask them questions, get to know them. And, and for some of them, I mean, we still chat every once in a while these days. Um, and so that's a real, real wonderful thing.
1: Yeah, many of the people that we've honestly featured here on the show, Tabitha Ewart, Melissa um, Globe, like you mentioned, uh, many others. You're going to meet during the internship and you're going to get in-depth talks and and stuff that uh, maybe doesn't make it up quite onto the airwaves. You're going to get the inside scoop on what's going on and how you can be involved. Um, as you mentioned, the hearing the heartbeat of that little baby that was saved in Hamilton, similar story here in Calgary in 2019, uh, my colleague Alex was able to to host a baby shower for a baby whose mother was um, being coerced into abortion, but but refused to do so because she had seen um, the reality of what abortion would do to that baby. She received one of our postcards in the mail, and that was what gave her the courage to not choose abortion for that baby. She thanked, and, and she stays in contact with Alex and his wife and, and many of the interns that were here over that summer. And there's a lot of other heartbreaking And heartwarming experiences that you are almost certainly going to encounter over the summer. I remember the first time I talked with somebody um, who had experienced abortion during my internship in 2012. We were doing um, some activism and this woman approached me and she was an older woman and just tears streaming down her eyes. And she just asked, or she didn't ask, she just said, I knew it. I knew it. And I asked her what she meant. She said 22 years before um, before then in 2012. So um, a, a long time ago, she had become pregnant and her boyfriend and her doctor had told her over and over again, it's just a clump of cells. It's not a human being. It's not a human being. Just get the abortion. And she got the abortion because she couldn't prove to them that it was a human being. And she looked at this image and for the first time, she knew that she had been right. And she knew as the conversation um, continued why she had been in and out of rehab and she had had drug addictions and and alcoholism and countless other things that had tried to mask the pain and the grief that had gone with it. You are going to meet the broken members of our society. You're going to meet people who have experienced abortion whether years before, whether um, just days before, you're going to have that heartbreaking experience and you're going to be able to speak life into that experience. You're going to be able to connect them with groups like Silent No More Awareness Campaign and others that are um, there to minister to those who have had abortions or have been involved in abortion decisions. And Peter, I'm sure that you've had similar experiences, not only um, in recent years, but also during your internship as well. Yeah, I'll never forget. You mentioned, you know, the
0: the heartbreaking experience that women have um, just dealing with the the stress and the, the the emotions and everything else after having an abortion. I also think of the men you're gonna we're going to meet who realize what abortion is and I'll never forget a conversation I had with uh, one gentleman an older gentleman in Toronto who when he saw our images he broke down in tears and and I I pulled him away and we had a conversation off to the side and he informed me that he had coerced his girlfriend to get two abortions about 35 years ago 35 years ago. And he said it was something that he has never forgotten. It sticks with him to this very day. And he was completely broken, Um, not because he had just seen the images, but he said he was broken throughout the entire time, regretted what he had done, but just didn't know how to how to deal with it. And that was an opportunity, like you said, Cam, to speak life into into that situation Um, I, you know, we know that the, there's hope in the gospel for those who are guilty and broken. And so we were able to have that conversation. I was able to pray with him. And those are experiences you're going to have on the streets as well. Uh, there is a lot of hurt that is caused by the abortion procedure. And, and there are so many opportunities for you to speak into that hurt with the, with life and with truth, um, and, and with hope. Um, so yeah, that those, those are conversations you are most certainly going to have.
1: Hmm, and and I, I can't um can never forget a conversation I had with a couple of girls at a senior high school who who came by. Thankfully, they weren't post-abortive, but they they looked at their pictures and they said, "Are you serious? We just went through our sex ed program in our school, and they said abortion just evacuated the uterus. It was just a clump of cells. They told us that that wasn't a human being. How dare they!" These these um, these young women were appropriately so, so offended by the fact that their their school had told them that abortion was just nothing. It, it was nothing to be worried about. It was nothing to think about. It was just something that, that could fix an unplanned pregnancy um, Having that interaction with people and helping educate them on what abortion really is and how this is something that cannot be happening. We cannot kill innocent children to solve even the hardest of problems. I I think as well of how in this summer you will meet people who have given up on the pro-life movement. People who have said, "Yeah, I'm pro-life, but there's nothing that we can do. Abortion, it's settled. It's accepted in Canada. There's nothing that we can do." I remember I was talking to a guy again during my internship. He was in Winnipeg, and he said that he had given up on abortion um, and the pro-life movement entirely because he just didn't see any traction. And I asked him, "Can you just can you just wait around? Just watch how things go." And and he stood. He stood a uh, I don't know ten feet away and had this conversation moments later with a young couple who were both supportive of abortion. They both changed their mind within the span of um, 15 minutes, praise be to God. And and he came back, and he literally wrapped the two of them up in a big bear hug. And they were like, oh, what, what's going on? Like, what happened? And he was like, you guys just restored my faith in the pro-life movement. He got involved. He's still involved um, in many ways in the pro-life movement. You will give hope to people who feel like um, the abortion... Um, the, the pro-life movement, the anti-abortion movement is hopeless. And so you will inspire people to pick up um, the, the instruments of life again, to get back involved, to help um, grow this movement again. And so you will be that that spark that gets people back involved, whether they were involved before or inspires people to get involved for the first time. You can be that spark for them as well. Two other people that I'll, I'll mention are the unsung heroes of the pro-life movement. You're going to meet people who have been actively involved for Um, For years on years, you're going to meet probably some of the people that we featured in Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, but countless others who ought to be featured and hopefully one day will be featured um, in the Pro-Life Movement, uh, Humans of the Pro-Life Movement. The people who come out, they volunteer week after week, um, holding this torch, defending the defenseless, standing up for those who cannot defend themselves. You're going to meet the people who have done so much to... Change the way abortion is viewed in Canada. You're going to meet people who have been actively involved for decades. I've, I've met these wonderful people across Canada, whether they're host homes that I've stayed at, whether it's people that I've met through outreach, people like Malcolm and Monica Roddice um, out in, on, in BC, people like Tim Scatliff that we featured on Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, people who have been incredible unsung heroes. You're going to hear some of the coolest stories ever, and you are going to be inspirations to them as well.
0: If you're considering the internship I-, I just like to say the internship is for those who want to make a measurable tangible difference on the topic of abortion. The internship is for those who wants to who want to to go to the culture and see people change their minds, see see people shift in their opinions on the topic of abortion. And the inter- the internship is those who are willing to sacrifice just a very little bit of convenience. I mean, if we take some really a really good look at ourselves and have some good perspective, we'll realize that we are not sacrificing that much in comparison to those throughout history who stood up against injustice. Uh, certainly not yet. And so this is for those who are willing to sacrifice a very little bit of convenience to make a significant difference for young pre-born boys and girls. You will do the internship, and at the end of the internship, you will know that that the city you are in is more pro-life because of the work you did. More people saw what abortion is because of the work that you did. More minds were changed, and and, and most likely, more babies were saved because of the work you are doing not only that, I just want to say, you know, the reason we do the internship is not for the community as well, but I do want to mention the community that you will be a part of. There's nothing quite like going through hardship and difficulty and challenge because of the convictions that you you're you are faced with, uh, and that you have with another community, and then to to arrive home back at you know the the place that you live or or the office wherever it might be, uh, to tell stories together. and and to really bond as a community. And I I do wanna say, um, we don't do a lot. I mean, we do a little bit to to focus on building the community, uh, but the community just builds by itself because of the work that you're doing. And you will become good, good friends, uh, extremely close friends with the people that you are working with. Uh, I often say that at the beginning of the internship, you know, with the, the, these new people come in, they don't really know each other. They're kind of awkward around each other in the first few days of the internship. And one of the first things I say during our orientation is, by the, like, look around the room. By the end of the internship, you guys will all be the closest of friends with one another. And I often get blank stares and people are like, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, bro. Um, and then I, I reminded them of that at the end of the internship, not to be like, hey, I told you so, um, because, but it's a way for them to recognize because every single internship it's true. Every single time it's true that there are extremely close bonds that are formed because of the community that's community that's built. I just want to end uh, by by uh, saying two of the two, two things that people have said about the internship. I'm going to repeat the opening quote that I had said, uh, Rebecca, two month intern. Uh, From 2019 said, and I quote, this internship was truly a spectacular journey and an amazing experience. I was a part of something bigger than myself, and I got to change minds and save lives all summer long. And then the quote that I started with, which was by a former intern, Micah, and he said, my internship with CCBR has been the most rewarding summer of my life. It is easy to feel skeptical and pessimistic about change ever occurring in Canada. Yet this internship proved to me that when like-minded individuals come together to fight injustice, change is possible. The internship equipped me with the tools needed to have effective dialogue on the, on the topic of abortion, and my fellow interns were some of the best and most selfless people I have ever met. Apply to the internship today. There are internship positions open for the summer internships that are happening uh, in both the GTA Ontario and in Calgary, Alberta. So apply today. You can do that on our website andthekilling.ca forward slash internships thekilling.ca forward slash internships.
1: Yeah. And and just to put a bow on that, as we mentioned at the beginning, we get these accusations of get a real job or don't you have anything better to do with your time. I think, I think that those two quotes, Peter, that you just read there speak absolutely to the heart of that. No, there's literally nothing better that I can think of to do with my time than to work shoulder to shoulder with some of the best human beings I have ever met to change minds and save lives. And if you want to be a part of that community, if you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, apply to do an internship with CCBR, apply to do something amazing. And that's where I'm going to leave that. I I think that there's nothing better that can be said um, than those two quotes from Rebecca and Micah about their internship experiences. And so, Peter, finish us off with with the the go-to conclusion we always have.
0: Yeah, so a few things, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in and sticking with us to the end of this episode. And thank you for our patrons who have been part of this journey who are supporting us financially so that we can continue getting the message of life out to the world, so that we can continue equipping pro-lifers to be effective advocates for the pre-born, to know how to have really, really good conversations about abortion. If you want to become a patron of the Pro-Life Guys podcast, go find us, patreon.com forward slash pro Guys. patreon.com forward slash pro Guys. Also, if you have never listened to uh, some of the episodes in our other series, Humans of the Pro-Life Movement and The Pulse, go check them out on YouTube, our YouTube channel, The Pro-Life Guys podcast. Humans of the Pro-Life Movement is a series where we highlight some of the unsung heroes who are being a voice for those who have no voice. And The Pulse is a monthly episode where we talk about important and interesting abortion related news from around the world from a pro-life Perspective. So go check those out on YouTube. You can check all of our episodes, um, you know, from the Pro Life Guys podcast or these other series on your favorite podcast catcher. So go subscribe and uh, and stay in touch and stay in tuned with what is going on here at the podcast. And uh, just yeah, continue to listen to some of this content. Continue to give feedback as well. We love hearing feedback. We love hearing from you. Uh, so do reach out to us. You can do that uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our, our website, ProLifeGuys.com, you can do that there. And I also want to remind you again, get involved in the internship, apply to the internship, learn more about the internship, share news about and information about the internship with your friends, your family, uh, those around you who you think might be interested. Uh, you can check out uh, you you can check out more information and apply on our website, endthekilling.ca forward slash internship. Thank you so much for joining us once again, and we hope you tune in again next week.